fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It is available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of Arcane Lore, and this is episode 53. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character, Theodore Thursby III. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stu? Thanks, Tom. <clears throat> We go with our young tour guide to the Tower Museum and find nothing of note. We then head to the bazaar and notice that the fortune teller is no longer there. Later on, Gunther's library research discovered during the Byzantine Empire, the brothel to Sibel in the forest Mosia was discovered to have hellish activities similar in nature to what we've recently run into. That evening, I again hear the summoning horns beckoning me to go north. Blast these damn demons. Dear Lord, my temperature is 40 degrees Fahrenheit. What is happening to me? Next day, we get to, uh, we get our forms uh, from the treasury department, then off to the museum. Father Vlodin Velasovich assisting us. We get our directions and jump on the train out to uh, Maldinovich. Dorian is accosted by a difficult chicken along the way. Onwards to Orsic, where the famous rebellion in 1801 occurred. We arrived uh, at the very remote village where the residents mostly welcome us warmly. Some of us are boarded with the priest of the town, the rest with the mayor of the town. We are invited to attend their very bizarre annual ritual in the evening, concerned from a quite bizarre event we turn in for the evening. However, later that evening, I hear noises downstairs. I sneak down hearing three women speaking in hushed voices, but not in Serbian, something something else, something, something bizarre, spying into the kitchen. It's Anna talking to two others, but no one else is there. Caught by your eye. I, I get some tea from her, that's it, that's what I'll say. Quite disturbed, I return upstairs to discuss what I found. So you return upstairs to discuss what you found. Everybody else is asleep. Dorian. 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 It is Dorian I'm with. Dorian. Wake up, Dorian. Oh, what? Who is it? Hello? Dorian, Dorian, it's me. It's, 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 it's Teddy. What time is it? It's 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 two a.m. One it's it's two a.m. But downstairs it it was it's Anna was talking to some people in some weird language, but no one was there. She was speaking to invisible people in the kitchen using some language I'd never heard of before. This is this is odd. This is very odd mixed with the, the the ritualistic 
annual procession last night, and this, something is afoot here. I wish Dr. Neruda was able to hear this. I wonder if he could have pieced something together. Unfortunately, he's asleep in a different <laughs> building. <laughs> well, um, in normal circumstances, I might not believe you, Fyodor, but uh, I, uh, I can't not believe you. Uh, wow, now I have suddenly woken up after your this. Oh my God, now I've got to think about Um Yes, it is a little odd, isn't it, everything? Maybe... Uh, I don't uh, know what to do about it, other than just sort of play along like nothing's wrong, but... I, I just I don't know what to make of it. it it's very unnerving, and she, and I swear I I was fully awake, and she was speaking with other people. The other people had different voices, in the kitchen. Okay, okay, um, okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is I have just finished my water, so I am going to go get some more water. Don't worry, okay. I'm just going to go see if it's continued for your you know, see if I can understand this, whatever. So I, I go down, get some more water. Is she still down there? Okay, so do a luck roll. Should help me. Oh, if I had my dice, well, what's your your luck is like twenty nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's that bad. My, I couldn't find my dice. They were right in front of me. Real life work. I actually think that's still a fail, even though I got a 20. Dead on my look, 29 <laughs> out of 29. Who would have? Okay, so uh, you as how are you going to go? Are you going to? Sneaky, are you going to just walk down there like you're going to get a drink of water? Uh, probably. Well, I'm gonna still be cautious because of what Fyodor said and everything that's gone on with us anyway. So I'll probably go down cautiously, okay. and then obviously, if there's sudden movement coming from the kitchen, I might go a bit quicker to uh make it look like I am, even though I am going to get water, to make it look like I'm going for water. Okay. So you get to the bottom of the stairs, and you are maybe 10 feet from the kitchen door when the light inside the room sort of wobbles, you know, uh, like... Uh, like candle flame and just as you step forward it gets dimmer and the door in front of you opens as uh anna has a like a hurricane lantern a, a kerosene lantern and she's coming out and she's not really looking at you but when she suddenly looks up and sees your face she's like oh uh, uh, so, sorry, madame, I did not mean to uh, scare you. I I was coming down for some water. I ran out. She um, she uses kind of broken Polish. 
uh, because she doesn't speak English. Uh, but uh, she says, uh, she says, you you need something. Uh, what water? Yeah, and she uh, she uh, opens the door, goes back into the kitchen, and sets down the lantern and turns it up, and uh, she says, um, "Your your friend was." Here a few minutes ago, I gave him some tea. Are you sleeping okay? Uh, yes, I'm sleeping fine. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I woke myself up, uh, and I my mouth was dry. I didn't have any more water, so I just needed to uh, get so some she's, more water. She she pours you some water. I assume they have maybe a, I don't know, a well well or something that it's being drawn from, and she. She fills that up and she says, he seemed a bit confused. I don't think he is, uh, I think, you know, it is a strange house for him. Uh, yes, Fyodor has been through a, a, a lot in his life. He can be like that sometimes. Uh, don't, don't worry about it. He uh, does sometimes just... Wander around in the middle of the night and he gets a bit lost in himself. It's okay. And she smiles and she gives you the water. Uh, and, uh, are, are you are you okay? You are up at a very late time. Oh, I uh I usually get up early, but tonight a bit of a headache. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yes. Headache. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, uh, she just stands sure there and waits for you. Make sure I point. Make sure you drink plenty of water. Yes, and then try to sleep. It might be difficult, but to try and sleep. So she'll wait there for you to. Uh, I will probably. I will probably linger for a, a certain. Um, like a couple of minutes, take a couple of sips yeah. of water. Then, uh, can I do a psychology roll on her just to see if sure. she's it's hard to do in another language or another country? But yeah, you're you're close. Okay. Nope, and I, even with my psychology, an eighty-two will not succeed. She, uh, I mean, you're getting a mixture from her, like she's tired and she's ready to go to bed, and uh, but she doesn't want to be at all inhospitable. So, okay. Well, uh, good good night, Miss. Uh, try and try and get sleep, drink water, and I wander back upstairs. Okay. As soon as you turn your back on her, she grabs the lantern and follows right behind you as you come out. No, <laughs> <laughs> she just. She follows right behind you. She closes the the kitchen door and uh she's literally right behind you as you're going up the stairs. And when you get to the top of the stairs and turn towards your room, she she walks a little ways towards her room and she turns to you and she says, uh, good night. Good night. And I and go goes into her own room. Well, uh Theodore. Are you still? Is Fedor still? I assume Fedor still awake. At that, he would have been asleep after. 
Um, Pedro, uh, she was she was still awake. Um, obviously, this is very hushed now because we never know. Um, uh, yes, she was still awake. Uh, she has gone to bed now. Um, I didn't I notice anything, but she mentioned headaches. And yeah. I figured she, she wouldn't. She wouldn't go on with what she was doing. She was. She knows she was caught, and I think she's just trying to play it off. But unfortunately, I didn't understand what that language was. What what she was uh, talking of. But it was with other voices, too, though. That's what was so concerning. When I looked in, she was still having the conversation with them. Um, Tom, question. Yes. Um, when I opened the door and took a look in, and, mm -hmm. and there was the three voices, um, um, you, like, just... The, the the stereo input from my ears was mm -hmm. all of the voices coming just from her or were those other voices briefly kind of like a little you know what i'm saying like if you're in a room you close your eyes and there's three sure. people and they're talking you can kind of tell that they're not the the sounds just not coming from one point Right, you would hear if it was a radio or something on the other yeah. end of the room and a basic direction even in as close as being in a room I think that's a pretty natural perception, so I'm not going to have you roll anything for it. But indeed, it seemed like they were all coming out of her mouth, oh. almost like, huh. almost like she was doing some sort of, you know, if you walked in on somebody while they were reciting uh, Shakespeare and doing three different parts, you know, okay. practicing for. I mean, surely she was just oh yeah, talking just to herself the way we all do. Yeah, doing In different, different voice. voices and in a different language, different different emotions from each one of them, arguing with herself. Or it's very strange. Well, it arguing is. with yourself, maybe two positions in an argument. You couldn't. You there couldn't were, really. There were three. That's that's a bit different. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Bizarre. Okay, can't okay. prove. So, do you guys try to go back to sleep? Yeah, I suppose it's not. Uh, yes, attempt to. I probably don't go back to sleep. I'm just keeping an eye on the door, I guess. Uh, Theodore's got me worried. <laughs> Let's pause for just a moment until Doctor Curse comes back. And like that, he reappears. Ether. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. So, let's skip. Uh, did you guys? Did you guys decide to go back to sleep and try to sleep? Yeah, I'll try to get some sleep. As bizarre as it is, there's nothing I can really pursue, and it didn't seem threatening. So, I probably end up falling asleep even after keeping on the door, looking at. Theodore, if I notice Theodore's gone to sleep, I'd probably eventually. Yeah. I think that what you do is you try to remind yourself there's been some really weird stuff. And this place didn't really seem 
that weird it just seems everything seems strange to you now because of the weird stuff going on maybe it was just you know maybe it's like singing to yourself maybe she was just working something out in her head and and you were freaked out and it was not it was surely it was nothing you know all right so we'll move on uh at the uh at the medic house um it it's been uh, before you went to bed there is a kind of warm homey comfortable warmth about the netic household and that's mainly because you've got you've got Todor um smiling all the time his wife making sure that you're comfortable his grandfather his grandmother sitting there smiling and everybody you know the the children who can speak a little bit of english are asking you questions and you find yourself sitting with children on your lap and um it's very much you're just sort of you they make you feel like you're part of the family and you're total strangers but that's kind of what they do and then this kind of maybe backfires a little some of the kids get into arguments about who gets to sleep in the same room as you guys and the parents are like no that's not going to happen and then you realize that the walls of the house are pretty damn thin because there are at least four people in this house that snore like buzzsaws. Uh-huh. And uh, you can all do, uh, we'll say, con rolls for to see how well you sleep in this buzzsaw-infested house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of sweet, but it's kind of... <laughs> it ain't Is a hotel it or constitution? Constitution, I guess, to see if you can sleep. Regular. Seventy three is a failure. Yeah, I failed by three, and I'm not going to spend three luck just to get a good night's sleep. After all, so that's basically what happens: is you you drift in and out of sleep because you keep getting woken up by Todor in the next room. You know. And uh, <laughs> and the next morning, uh, in the Netic household, uh, children get up before the parents. Um, there's noise in the house. Sounds like a couple kids have an argument. Um, and you wake up to it. It, it sounds like you're on a on a sailing ship where all of the cargo is loose and it's crashing around and. There's people talking, and eventually uh, you you sort of get, pull yourselves together and get up. And a huge meal is served for breakfast. Um, the house is filled, uh, filled with warmth and good, nice smells of bacon and just delicious food. And still the kids, you know, the kids want to ask you questions, and they want to practice their English. and and this is it's it's overwhelming but it's also pleasant and um one of the little kids one of the little girls marta uh i think that was what her name was uh she comes up to uh dr neruda and 
she put something in your hand. And when you look down, it's you saw it yesterday when you were looking around the house. It's this little bone whistle. Um, it's, you know, ivory colored and it's exquisitely carved. And there are little flowers all over it and vines. And um, it's oddly shaped, but you were told that it was found, you know, somebody dug it up in the garden and, and here it is. And um, one of the older girls looks over and she says, she must really like you because she really likes that toy and uh, she wants you to have it. Oh, uh, well, I am honored. We don't, we don't really know much about it, uh, but that um, you find things like that every once in a while. It's, it's probably... It might actually be quite old, uh, maybe even Roman. But uh, Can they it's roll anthropology. Um, sure. Uh, Ninety six against my fifty is no good. <laughs> you can roll a cult too. Cult. A cult fifty nine. That's a pass. Yeah, probably in mythology, there are a number of mentions of uh, these pipes that ward off evil spirits. Uh, evil spirits don't like the sound of whistles or pipes. Um, does it does it sound still if I if I blow into it? When you blow on it, a couple of things happen. One is it's got a kind of a vibration to it. So you figure if you blew it really hard, it would probably shatter. Um, but it has a high-pitched whistling sort of sound, kind of shrill, uh, not not like uh, like fingernails on a chalkboard, but you know, like a like a recorder sounds when you take the the end off of it and just blow. It's just a high screeching sort of noise, um, kind of like some cultures think that firecrackers ward off evil spirits because they're loud and they're uncomfortable noises in this case it's another uncomfortable noise yeah. but it's just a toy she says it's just a toy keep it as a souvenir of our house oh thank you yeah. so, thank you very much and you guys are packed with um uh supplies for the day uh, it's going to take you a while to walk out to Grandma's, mm. and uh, and outside you, of course, meet Gunter and uh, I mean you meet uh, Dorian and Theodore. Dorian and Theodore, your morning was very nice. Also, you had a very nice breakfast without all of the peace and nor and noise that that the netics would give you. Um, the house smells. Just a little bit of incense, which uh, the priest burned during their morning prayers uh, in front of the icon. And, and you are also given some a basket with some stuff for food. And do any of you need anything else? Or do you want anything else? Uh, in, in what fashion are we given uh, directions to this uh older scholars cabin she's in the um, middle 
areas. There's not a big trails out or anything. So no, there is a trail. Uh, they tell you that well, uh, the the priest and and the the mayor will walk you to the edge of the village to the road, mm. and they'll tell they tell you that the road will go through a number of fields, and then it'll be kind of a luxuriant, uh, you know fields that uh, nobody owns and then you'll get to a bit of forest and just keep following the trail and uh, her house is in a clearing you really can't miss it unless you go way off the trail is there a rock or something where the her path uh, moves away from the trail or a notable tree or no the, the trail just goes to her house oh yeah and is there something you should bring for this uh baba zora some sort of propitiatory is she does she you know maybe perhaps she likes when people from the village bring her a bottle of wine or it wouldn't be it would be a nice thing yes uh, yeah. she uh she almost never comes into town anymore because she's getting so old uh yeah. but yeah i'm take her something nice like that yeah it's uh i don't is, do you know of something she likes? Probably she has not so many sweets, so we could bring her some candies, or if she drinks wine, but maybe she is ascetic and does not. Or the, what What would she get if she had more constant visitations? Um, he says, well, here. And uh, one of them gets a bottle of wine and says, she'll, she'll like this. Maybe it's, I don't know what they drink in this area that's really strong, like rakia. I'm not sure if that's, this is the area for that. But we'll yeah, or, or what's the other one? Uh, Aquavit? Mm-hmm. Or is that Scandinavia? I Scandinavia. She gives you, he gives you whatever is kind of local, the local uh, alcohol to take mm-hmm. with you. Of course, I'll try to give him money for this, and he'll refuse because this is that village, right? Uh, and I, you are. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I wonder also if there's something. Is the uh, would it be useful to take something along, like a a hunting knife or something, if there's if the path is overgrown or anything of that nature? We don't know the local. Necessities, of course. I mean, if you would feel more comfortable with something like that, I could lend you a, a knife. Mm. Yeah, I have first be is very dexterous with one. Did, did you bring something also, Theodore? I've I've got my hunting knife and another thing that's undisclosed tucked under my jacket. Maybe he says, Ah, oh, you know, I know exactly what you want. Theodore runs in and comes back out with uh, a very nice hunting knife. Ah, this is beautiful here. Um, it is we'll yours. Bring it back when we return. Your generosity has already been so remarkable. We look forward to you returning. Uh, and uh, when you come back, please, once again, stay with us. Oh, of course. I slept wonderful. It was amazing. All right. So... You begin, well, they walk you more or less to the end of the village, and you come to the place where you're kind of at the end of where there are any fenced fields and stuff like that. And you can see there's a very clear, uh, rutted sort of path 
in the road where the grass doesn't really grow. Uh, but it's it hasn't been used in a while. Hmm. And there's a few other of the uh, the people in the town that kind of come out to to wish you goodbye. Um, you walk for a while, and uh, indeed, you pass a number of of uh, fields, and then the uh, grass grows higher. You can see that it's been unplowed. Uh, and uh, the presence of snow um, seems to not be much around here. Maybe it's the fact that the sort of there's a slight slant to the land and it's pointing towards the sun. So uh, there's not really any place for snow to have gathered and, and hidden. Um, and you come eventually to a, uh, a beautiful glade of trees. Uh, you start going into them. And the overgrowth and luxuriance kind of tells you, uh, without needing to make a roll, that nobody's cut down these trees before. These, these trees have been growing here for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. They're all gnarled and beautiful, and uh, everything is green and lush as you pass through the woods. Eventually, and it takes maybe an hour or so, you you can see that there is a uh, a clearing up ahead of you, and uh, in the clearing there sits a kind of uh, wooden hut, primitive. It's not small; it's fairly large. Uh, you can see that there is a bramble fence that sort of goes all the way around it. Uh, you can see that there are some small gardens planted around it. Uh, you can see smoke coming out of the chimney. And uh, as you, uh, you know, sort of cross the bra through the br bramble, it's not a gate. There's just an opening. As you go through that, uh, you can all do listen rolls. Right. 27. Ooh, hard for me. What you hear on, on the wind at first is um, a little uh, a, a voice of a woman humming. Um, it's a pretty little, you know, sort of folk tuny sounding humming noise. Uh, and occasionally it turns into singing. You can hear her, her singing. But it doesn't sound like an old woman's voice. Right. Does it sound like the language that was that Anna? I caught Anna in a conversation with the uh, previous night in the kitchen. It's it's hard to say because it does sound it's sing songy, you know. Um, could be Serbo Croatian or or something. And as you approach, you can also smell uh, what smells like bread baking. Oh. As you're coming Delicious. forward. Um, so what do you want to do? Uh, I'd just go up to the door and knock. Okay. Um, you knock on the door. And a young woman's voice from inside says, 
please come right in. Oh, I could get used to this rural, rural hospitality. Nothing like this in Berlin. And, and I open up the door. So when you open up the door, um, the person inside is a rather young, beautiful woman. Uh, she doesn't um, immediately turn to you because she seems to be busy doing something. Uh, she uh, she says, please, um, please, traveler, uh, uh, come right in. Um, I I'll be with you in a moment. I'm just putting the bread in the oven. She's speaking English or? Uh... Well, uh, actually, I guess. Uh, we would have to deal with that. She, um, sorry, she's speaking in Serbo-Croatian. Uh, okay. Somehow we got to get through the translation. She she tries German. She tries I, I a speak couple German, of languages. So, yeah. As soon as she says and something in German, I respond. <laughs> she she turns and looks at you, and she says, "Oh, are you uh, are you from the village? Are you here uh, for these?" And, and there is. There is bits of statuary everywhere. There are shelves going up to the ceiling. The inside of the the hut is kind of pointed up into the rafters, and you can see that there's not any not enough room in here for all of these things that have, have been collected. And she says, um, uh, "Grandmother will be here later." Oh, uh, I'm. Well, we were. Nice to meet you. I am a uh, Gunter Block. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet someone so beautiful out out here. I'm Sherka. Oh, I'm sorry. Sherka. Well, it starts with a K. Sherka. Uh, she says, uh, "I'm Sherka. I uh, I help Grandma with uh, taking care of things." Oh, she's very old. Oh yeah! Please, yes. please have a seat. I'll make yeah. some tea. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, and as you look my... around, like I say, you see yeah. tons of these yeah. things everywhere. And these are my uh, my my uh, associates and all the uh, Doctor Kurz and uh, Doctor Neruda, Doctor Dabrowski, and uh, Mister Thursby. I am very glad to meet you. A grandmother will like to see. Uh, she loves trading in this sort of uh, stuff, but that's what you're here for. And she immediately goes back to humming her little tune and doing her chores and uh, making the tea. Uh, so she's she has mostly German. That is her best. We'll say that works. Language, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I... Uh, we have brought for uh, you called her uh, the correct term here is Baba. Yes, we have brought Baba. Baba Zora is this uh, rakia, the gift from the mayor in town. Oh, very, that's very nice. Very hospitable countryside you have. Do you live in a village on the other side, and you come to assist uh, Madame Zora, or? No, I live here with her. Oh yeah, oh, excellent. And all of these pieces, um, these are things you or you and she, you assist her to dig up locally. These artifacts. Well, yes, some of them, and she she wanders and looks for these things. Uh, she's done that now for many years, and uh, 
I don't know enough about them, but she knows everything about them. We are told she is, yes, a very uh, uh, significant scholar of antiquities. Uh, Ken Arud over there, he's uh, come all the way from South America, and he also studies all the cultures of the world. Do you mind if we have a look through the pieces but before the tea is ready? Please. You're very kind. Uh, and she goes back to, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, go, go ahead if you had a question. I, you know, I, does uh, does Papa Zora, is she out now looking for pieces or does she just uh, have a walk in the morning or? Um, it's It's always a walk and sometimes she finds things. Uh, she told me this 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 land is rich because there used to be a trade route and it's there's just stuff everywhere <laughs> i i as they are about to look at the pieces inside i would just like to go about 10 meters outside of the cottage mm -hmm. and use my expertise at tracking and checking around the, the the grounds in a in a circle around the property about 10 okay. meters out okay uh so you step back outside um and I, I let dorian know what i'm gonna go do uh it's it's rather um let's see maybe it's got a kind of a regular symmetry to it but uh, there is a large circular uh, break in the trees all the way around. Uh, so at some point, it does sort of seem like maybe these trees were cut down to make room for the the hut, Clear. yeah. the clearing. the 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 house sits kind of dead center in the clearing, and then she's got a a bramble fence that goes all the way around with what look like maybe I gooseberries or or something growing all over them. Um, but there's no gate on the front. Uh, I don't think she needs a gate. And then there's a little garden over to the side where there are vegetables and and uh, things that are growing. And other than that, she, she doesn't have any livestock. Um, there are things that you'd expect, you know, farming instruments, little farming instruments, a hoe and a, a rake and a shovel and a, a primitive wheelbarrow. Okay. But and, so nothing uh, out of the ordinary or no weird tracks or things? No, nothing like okay. that. Okay. Um, and of course, they've kept the ins inside the fence, everything is kept pretty nice. Uh, and outside the fence, it's just kind of wild, you know. And as you look around, it's kind of a nice early, early spring day. Well, it's not quite spring yet, but it's it feels like an early spring day. It's actually kind of warm. Oh, uh, maybe, so maybe too warm for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can see you can see little butterflies and stuff like that floating around in the air. Theodore, why don't you do a spot hidden for me? There we go, a 97. Nice to get that out of the way. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. So you're sitting there, or you're standing there, walking about, looking out into the woods. And 
a voice suddenly comes from behind you that kind of startles you. Yeah, I hope you don't pull your gun. <laughs> you pull your gun on an old lady who is just coming out of the woods. And uh, she says, uh, excuse me, who are you? Oh, I am so terribly sorry. Um, I don't speak a word of your language. <laughs> um, so sorry. What do you say that in? Um, I'll go over to French or Italian. Okay, no, if you go to French, she immediately responds in French. And oh. uh, she, what she has to do is walk around to the opening in the fence. And she says, um, she says, uh, where have you come from? Why are you here? Oh, I am terribly sorry for, for startling you. I, I, I'm a city boy. I'm here with people who would love to, to uh, speak with you about some of your findings. Uh, if, if you oh. would not mind, with wonderful people. And again, I apologize for being startled. I'm from the city. I need to get used to the to the to the beautiful country you have out here. Oh, well, there are some fine pieces that I found today. And as she comes around, I mean, you can see she's kind of hunched over. She's got a, a walking stick. Um, she's 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 old looking. She looks like she's in her 80s and she looks like she's had a she's been in the sun a lot. So she's kind of, you know, she's she's white, but she's kind of dark. Um, and she uh she says, "Here, help me with these." Sure, and, sure. Uh, she she lifts the sack off of her shoulder and she hands it to you. Um, it's surprisingly uh, kind of heavy. Um, <laughs> I was just gonna say that uh, if you look in the sack, one of the pieces is a head. Oh my, that's that's amazing. This is and they're marble. They're a little dirty, you know. But she says, "Yes, I uh, I found them on my walk." Um, uh, there is a great deal of uh, of stuff out there in the woods. From uh, there was a, an unexplored trade route through the Roman province of uh, Moesia Superior, which they left traces of themselves all over the place. And now she's kind of she's walking with you. She's taking your your hand as you kind of uh, go up to the front of the the door, and you oh, and the door oh, you open the door and. Uh, she steps through inside. Ah, yes, how wonderful. And she says, uh, uh, you, you, uh, I am, I'm, uh, uh, Grandma? Yeah, well, she, she tells you her name, Zora something or other. Hold on. Oh, Zora Giovanovich? Giovanovich? Yeah, Giovanovich. Uh, and uh, but you can call me Baba. Everyone just calls me Baba. Baba. Uh, uh, I could uh, Caesaria, uh, you've uh, made tea. Excellent. Uh, please, you know, come and sit. Thank you, she says to uh, Theodore. Um, Gunter, do you uh, now she's speaking French? Mm hmm. I so, just stare. I recognize it's French, but I don't speak French. If any of you speak English, she also speaks English. Oh, I, I speak English. So since you all speak English, <laughs> she probably picks that up very quickly. She says, well, 
Uh, and she has that kind of an educated voice. Like, she obviously knows multiple languages. Uh, please sit down. Um, and uh, uh, the girl brings her some tea. She sits down with you. Now, what, what are you looking for? You can see I have quite a few things. Something for a museum. Are you with a museum? Are you with a university? And we are a group of researchers with uh, Miskatonic University. Um, that's in the that's in the United States in, it is um, in the United Markham. States. Yes, I've never been familiar? there, but I've heard of it. Well, we are. We have been. You must uh, have some very strange stories. Into it. <laughs> yes, it does. Strange. It's a strange town. We have been kind of traveling Europe. Uh, looking into, uh, I'm a, a research um, religion and uh, folk traditions is my specialty. Mm -hmm. And I've been kind of conducting this research into um, obscure Eastern religious uh, practices. Um, yes. Practices and I also myself. We were inspired by a challenger lecture we attended in London, and we have been traveling along the Orient Express. There's a, some, there are some peculiar pieces from uh, Turkey that are of particular note. If this was a trade route, I suppose things went both directions, yes? Oh, certainly. It's definitely possible. Uh, there's quite a few things. I... Uh... I actually started because my father was a uh, teacher of history in Sofia, and uh, he was very interested in archaeology. He used to wander around. I used to follow him even as a little girl. I started my own little collection of things that I'd I'd gathered over the years. And when I had the time, when I when I finally was able to go to college, I, I went to the Sorbonne in Paris, and. Uh, uh, I used to haunt all sorts of places and uh, pick up things here and there. And eventually I moved back here because this was on a trade route where very little exploration has been done. And you can see, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not really a trained archaeologist. So I've tried to keep track of where pieces came from, but I'm not quite as precise as the average archaeologist. I'm sure you will. You will make it. I myself am an archaeologist. I will. <laughs> I will pipe in. Well, any of the pieces that you see, uh, they're all for sale. I will sell them to you. This is this. This used to be my career. Now it's my hobby, and it just it brings in a little money, and occasionally we can get supplies and things like that. Oh, Rakia. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Compliments of the mayor who holds you in the highest regard. Yes. Now there's a particular style of statuary that we've identified in our research that is associated with the religious groups uh, of our interest. Mm. Um, the craftsmanship is quite exquisite. Um and it's almost porcelain-like. Does that do you kind of a high polish to it? Anything? Yes. 
yeah do you recall anything that you've found that and it's uh, i mean in pieces i want to be a whole what 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 sort of piece are you looking for we expect to find an uh, an arm mostly intact from shoulder to hand or lots of arms um the the detail on these pieces not only is the polish uh of a subtle and i think forgotten technique that gives it this this uh porcelain like surface but there are subtle markings within the finish that give the pieces a changeable appearance if you turn them in the light say things seem a little to move in in each piece would you say almost opalescent yeah almost yeah either a, a mm. head or an arm you don't it sounds familiar, like something I may have seen once. Um, I, I may in fact have it. And she walks over to a, a cabinet, which she opens up, and it's uh, filled with pieces. Um, and there are a lot of arms. And uh, she pulls a couple of them out, and she says, no, no, no not like this, correct? No. Correct. She says, she points to another cabinet uh, towards the bottom of it, and she says, uh, maybe in there. Step on up. So you open it up, and very much similar. There's all sorts of pieces in there. There are, um, they're all, some of them have been cleaned so that they're just porcelain white, and some of them are still a little dirty. Um, Anything in there, you don't see anything like the simulacrum. Nothing in particular. Nice pieces, but not quite what we had in mind. I like you all to do luck rolls. Thirty-five. That is a green. Twenty-three pass. Thirty failed. I failed. Okay. So she puts her arms akimbo and she's looking around and she's moving things here and there. Uh, and she says, you know, perhaps I, I have so much. Please, uh, you know, feel free to look. Just, you know, don't break anything. Um, but there are there there's stuff in all kinds of cubbies. Uh, meanwhile, um, uh, it looks like the, the girl said Xerxa. I actually wrote the phonetic. Xerxa. Uh, she looks like she's starting to prepare uh, a meal. Uh, she's stoking the fire and she's uh, she's getting like a, a roasting pan and everything ready. And oh, she's chopping some, vegetables. Yeah. Do you need some help with that that pan? It looks heavy. I, I could assist. Um, she says, oh, I can handle it. Oh, I'm sure you could, but I do this every day. <laughs> um, finally, Grandma sort of looks up, and she goes, "There, there on the top shelf. Um, could that be what you're looking for? 
and you can see uh I have you all do spot hiddens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Oh, hey, I am rolling horribly today to know. <laughs> I'm rolling hot, regular. Hard hard. I also got a hard. So the two of you that get a hard, you get at the right angle, and you can see that there are a number of of pieces up there, and they're almost at that point. It's on the top top of the shelves, almost piled into the rafters of the building, uh, kind of in the shadows. Which, what you see looks like, you're not sure whether it's a shadow or not, but there is definitely a hand sticking out. It's attached to an arm. And it's kind of purple instead of white. Is is there like a sturdy stool to take a step up to? You you could step onto a stool. You'd have to actually step up onto the uh, the cabinet and then try to climb up maybe on your tiptoes to to it's... get all the way up. I'll ask permission, of course. Here's a piece that looks very interesting. Oh, yes, yes. We'll just move that stuff out of the way. So um, very carefully, very respectfully move things. And also hold a ladder if it will help this be. No, but it was... Uh... Well, we don't have a ladder. She's got to just climb up. Or maybe maybe All right. that chair in here. And there we go. So, as you reach up towards thing and now that you're getting a good look at it and you're closer up you're almost dead sure that that's that's the right arm of the sedevkar simulacrum uh it definitely looks like it the color pattern and everything and as you reach for it a couple of things happen simultaneously uh xerka opens up the oven uh, and uh, she says, careful not to fall, because you would literally fall right into the, <laughs> the oven. She says, careful not to fall. Yeah. Grandma starts to hum a tune, but it's a different little tune than the one that Sercha was, was humming. And as your hand reaches for it and grabs a hold of the simulacrum all of a sudden all of these other arms that are around you made out of made out of marble one of them reaches up and grabs a hold of your hand and i would like you to do a powell oh geez <laughs> all right there we go oh hey that looks good 49 i'm almost certain that's a pass uh, power. Yeah, that is a pass. Okay. You pass your power roll. At that moment, everything around you shimmers just a little bit. And as you look, these arms, they're kind of like attached to the house itself. And the fingers are more like tentacles. You look up at the thatched roof above you, and it's not a thatched roof. It's ah. kind of made out of millions of wormy uh, fibers that are, are wiggling in front of you. Um, yeah. 
the rest of you, the everything around you sort of shakes with a vibration. And as you're looking, the room begins to transform. And you see uh, Grandma uh, reach over and grab a large, uh, like a bread paddle. And as she turns, she very quickly and with great strength slips it under Theodore's feet and begins to tip it uh, the stove, the oven, has opened up like a gigantic mouth with <laughs> multiple teeth and flames inside of it. And it looks like she's going to throw Theodore into the mouth. What do y'all want to do? Uh, I'm pushing. I'm literally just going to run and push into her, like tackle and all that. I don't care at this point. Theodore's in trouble. <laughs> okay. Do a, uh, what do you say, a strength roll? Well, we'll get back to you and say we'll do this all at once. Gunter, what do you want to do? Uh, what What is the uh, younger lady doing? She is reaching for a rather large looking butcher knife. Oh, I, yeah. I'm going ready to, to attack. with my cane, I'm going to try and, uh, deflect the butcher knife and I'm, I'm a large man so essentially trying to bull rush her to you know just just my immense size but kind of control her unless okay. she's really strong <laughs> that response should be be rolling for sanity oh yeah we'll get to that in a second uh dr uh dr Kirsch, what are you gonna do uh i think the bread paddle just uh i'm going to try to i was like uh, assistant quotes getting up on the things so i'm going to try to grab him physically to pull him away from this okay and dr neruda well it's not every day where when you're in the countryside of eastern europe you walk into what seems like a witch's house i not knowing exactly what to do I think of that whistle that that little girl handed me and uh -huh. think of the the kind of the folk tradition about warding away evil that might be associated with it and I'm going to blow that little flute. Perhaps it will just do nothing but hurt her ears, but... And how are you going to blow it? I don't want to shatter it. Okay. Just... All right. Um, so at that moment, uh, uh, Theodore, you're trying to keep your balance and Dr. Roland is trying to hold you up. Uh, grandma has started to cackle and, uh, the girl is coming at Gunter with, uh, the butcher knife. Uh, Dorian is going to try and tackle grandma. Go ahead and try, uh, do a strength roll. Uh, well, that's the 13, and that's just a hard success. I could okay. spend... No, I'm not spending any luck anymore. I've got no luck anyway. So. Okay. You rush forward to hit her as she is attempting to throw Theodore into the oven, the mouth, and you hit her like you're hitting a ton of bricks. 
She is not a frail little woman. She almost feels like she's made out of metal as you hit her. Um, Gunter, uh, you try and talk, uh, you try and get the girl. She's going to try yeah. to stab you. Okay. Oh. Oh. Try and, uh, uh, ooh. 33, or my fighting brawl is just a regular. You got better than I did. So oh, she sweet. attempts, she brings the knife down in front of you, and uh, you're going to try to knock her down. Yeah, just barrel roller. <laughs> she has a tremendous amount of strength as well, okay. which surprises you, but she's, she's lighter and easier to move than Grandma apparently is. Okay. Um, Dr. Roland, do a... We'll call it a brawl roll, but you're really trying to steady Theodore and pull him down in another direction. Yeah, that would have been a little bit of a surprise if I had made that. I'm not much of a brawler. Okay, so Theodore, do uh, you were you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, I I was. My reaction was to do a, a Dax or 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 uh, uh, dodge whatever to try to to try to evade or at least fall in, in a direction away from the you know take a tumble away from the how about you do a uh, jump roll and we'll see I, if you manage oh. to jump down without okay. I never get to do jump rolls <laughs> yeah okay oh fooey it's not a dodge okay all right, let's see what we got here. Oh, 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 that's a tremendous failure. Not a horrible failure, but yeah, that's just too much for uh, for locked up. Uh, okay. 67. Well, I think still with Doctor, with you, you can all do sanity rolls. Um, pass. And I'd say the rest of you can also do pow rolls. Oh, a pass. It's good. And a pow T is a pass or sanity. Sanity, I failed. 31 is a hard success for Powell. Passed okay. Sanity and 40. failed Powell. I passed Sanity and got a regular on Powell. Okay. I know, I got, I got a 99 on Powell. Ow. <laughs> so if you if you pass your Sanity, do a 1d4. I did. If you, do a, if you fail it, do a 1d6. Oh, four. Ouch. <laughs> I only got one. On my I, also, I also just lost four. Ah! Okay, oh no! Heavy much losing. All right. Uh, if you passed your pal, then you have a clear perception of what the hell's going on uh, and where things are. If you failed your pal, you're very confused. Uh, and it doesn't seem like there's easy places to step or maneuver because everything in the room seems to be a part of whatever this thing is, except for the two ladies. They seem to be separate, but everything is transformed. The stovepipe, the stove, which is now a mouth. Um, the rafters have turned into huge... Uh, branch-like appendages and there are tentacles everywhere. Uh, let's see. Did I forget uh, anyone? So uh, Dr. Neruda. Blowing the flute, does it? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Dr. Neruda, you 
you bring the flute up to your mouth and you blow and all hell breaks loose when you blow um all semblance of anything in the house that didn't look like a monster now looks like part of a monster in fact it kind of feels like you were in the belly of the beast um but whatever you've done grandma and the girl throw their hands up over their ears and the building shakes violently it feels like the fucking building is going to lift up out of the ground when you do that you 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 get the impression also that if you blow it harder you'll actually cause injury in doing it um not to you it's just a loud whistle but to this thing it's 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 painful you can see the whole building shakes and groans and roars sort of when you do it as i took six sanity then should i roll intelligence sure oh yeah six sanity yeah roll your intelligence i'm quite intelligent and i have a heart or yeah a hard success so i see it clearly yeah All right. Uh, so, uh, what happens to you is a kind of psychosomatic reaction to it. You you want to grab onto things to steady yourself, and your hands just don't seem to grip. You're you've lost the ability to grip things. Your hands aren't working properly. They're flailing around. Everything's moving. I probably fall on my ass quickly. Yeah. All right, Theodore, you've you've fallen. You tried to jump and you fell. You didn't fall into the oven, but you're on your hands and knees and Grandma uh Baba has uh reached for uh maybe a meat cleaver or something to try yeah. and hit you with it. Uh, to. Okay, so I I'll just roll over and since I passed my my uh my sanity i'll i'll just pull my 44 and just uh you don't want to do this to grandma but i'm gonna plug her in the chest there sorry grandma okay you're almost at uh, point blank range um go ahead and roll for it i rolled a three oh she can dodge bullets oh jesus no but she's, you know, something might fall in between you or... All right. Let's see. So you need an extreme. Ooh, that's low. It's 31. And so that's a hard... Nope, it's no. No, it's still not. Nope. No, I, I can't I, I can't do an extreme. That's too many luck I'd have to spend. You fire, your bullet misses her, and it goes into the wall. Uh, but the building doesn't like, or the thing you're in doesn't seem to react. Um, uh, let's see, Dorian, what are you going to do? I am... Uh, well, I don't know, because I ran into the woman and she felt like, oh, I'm gonna... I don't know. He's, um... Hmm. He knows he's just seen the gunshot. Um 
I gotta find something to hit hit her with. Anything around and just kitchen stuff. There's frying pan. You wanna Get hit that. her with a frying pan? Yes. Oh, let's go. Let's see. Oh, I got a zero, a zero, and a zero. <laughs> she got a 90. So what I'm going to say is that you swing that frying pan and you hit her with it, and it just clangs as you hit her with it. Uh, but you don't know whether she somehow has braced herself or whether she's supernatural or what the fuck is going on. It's going um, on. Gunter. Uh, I'm going to take my forearm and put it on uh, the girl's throat and just put all my weight on it, essentially trying to crush her windpipe with okay. my do 210 a, pounds. Do a, a grapple or what is it brawl? Brawl, yep. Zero three. That is an extreme. Hey, um, roll your strength for me as well. That make it size. Yeah, roll your size. Sure. All right. That would have passed either way with the same result. Regular. <laughs> um, as you put all of your weight down onto her neck, mm -hmm. you've. Feel it snap, and she screams as it as it happens, and she's trying to grasp at you. You can see that her fingernails seem to have suddenly gotten much longer, but she can't get a hold of you, and she can't breathe, and she struggles for a moment, and she kind of reaches out her hand like this and uh, uh, grandma sees it but grandma doesn't she's busy trying to fight the rest of you uh, Dr. Neruda I think well, that uh -huh. you should do a you should do a dex roll because everything around you is going crazy oh six you, you stand firm um, yeah, and I'm... <laughs> okay. As hard as I... When you do yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> um, the house rocks violently. Uh, you all get that feeling as if you were in an elevator that suddenly shoots up into the air. You can feel yourself pushed down to the ground. It begins shaking violently. There's this horrible roaring noise and tentacles are everywhere and the front door opens and the whole structure flips to the side and you are all thrown out the door um you can all do constitution rolls to see how hard you hit the ground outside because you are currently about 15 feet above the ground yeah 65 is a failure i could spend five points of luck to pass so, uh, we'll do, uh, do one to four points of hit points of damage. I rolled an eighty-nine, which is a fail. 
failed also. If Hard. you fail to, you know, one to eight points of damage. One to eight if you fail? Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Come really on, one. Two. Three. Three. Uh, five. Ouch. So you guys are violently thrown out of this structure. Um, and right behind you is thrown Grandma and the girl. Uh, and Theodore, do a luck pull. Alrighty. Let's see here. Ooh, that's a pass. 41. You still have a hold of the simulacrum's arm yeah. as you fly out the door. Got it. There's my arm. Uh, Grandma. Now, okay, now wait. Let me describe what you're seeing. You're thrown out of, uh, of the thing onto the ground. The plants and things that were growing inside the ring of brambles, they seem to have all died. And the ring of brambles itself uh, seems to be growing and twisting and it seems now that it's somehow attached to the house which is no longer a house it is a huge writhing tree trunk kind of creature with uh, branches and tendrils and whipping arms and the whole thing seems to be supported uh, off the ground on what amount to gigantic spider legs. But the spider legs are like made out of wood. And there's not eight of them, there's, there's less. And each of those seems to end in what very much looks like a chicken foot. And the thing is stomping and it's howling. And you're looking at this. And as Grandma and uh, Serchka, uh, they fall out of the house too. You can see that they are a bit injured. And Grandma quickly stands up, raises her hands like this, and she's screaming something in, a, in what sounds like a foreign language. But as she's doing that, the creature is stomping around. Uh, it twists and turns and brings down one of those horrible spider chicken feet right on top of Grandma. And you can see her crushed into the ground, uh, barely alive, if anything. Um, at this point, what do you want to do? I mean, you are absolutely terrified at all of this. I would like to commence screaming. Uh, I will uh, run in the opposite direction that I think the house is walking. I think Gunther <laughs> has the right idea. <laughs> I think uh, if I'm sufficiently recovered to pull out some MC Heath, I will try to make sure that the brambles are cut away so that we can escape. I assume that the opening that was a gate has is less open than it was. It's more like all of the brambles were pulled into the ground and has become part of this gigantic thing. Um, no. So they're not really blocking your way. Oh, good. Um, I this Dr. Neruda, the, the, the thing did break when, when you blew that hard into yeah, it. Yeah, I figured. 
So Gunter is running. What are the rest of you going to do? Uh, you're, you've got the Memsahis. You're all going to run? Yeah, as long uh, as I yeah. firmly have the arm in hand, I'm booking as well. Running. Okay. Yes, run, because I have four HP. So run. Oh, geez. Do oh, I... Do, major wound. <laughs> do, do I, I see did, and Dorian? I passed my com roll, so do I you see guys Dorian injured. heavily injured laying nearby? Well, I passed my com roll to uh, get through the major wounds, so I am uh, still... okay. Well, let's let's do this. Let's have you all do a luck roll. If I see Dorian hurt, I will go uh, try to help him. Oh, zero oh, five. Ass. Well, it wouldn't have mattered, but I am unlucky. I rolled a hundred again. What are you rolling? Luck. luck. A luck. Okay. Yeah. 89 is a fail. Yeah, it's seven. Zero, zero, zero. Again. Again. Hey, who failed? Okay. Horribly. Um... Theodore, Roland, and Gunter, uh, you are running in what you think is the right direction. Uh, Dorian and Theodore are running in, I'm sorry, Dorian and Gabriel are running uh, perpendicular. They're going in another mm -hmm. direction, heading towards the woods. I'd like you all to do a spot hidden when you look back. Um, oh, that's uh, so just a normal, normal success. success. Uh, regular 69 is a fail. Yeah, if you 80. pass, if you pass, what you see when you look back is this horrendous, monstrous thing. Uh, and you see, uh, Serka run over to where grandmother has been crushed and kneel down, you know, as if to, to see if she's still alive, you see Grandma reach up and grab a hold of her hand. And what happens is it's almost as if the vitality of the young girl gets sucked out of her body and into Grandmother. And Serka turns into a kind of desiccated corpse falls to the ground and grandma gets back up again by this time you've reached the edge of the forest and you're running into the woods uh you are separated <laughs> and those of you who are still kind of on the road um this is an obvious path um uh, could theoretically easy, easily be followed. And that thing can probably follow you pretty quickly, like a spider down that road. Do you want to stay on the road? I wonder if the, is the thing, uh, it reared up in terror from the bone flute. It's, it seems to, it, and I thought it perhaps stopped the Baba accidentally in its fear, but it seems what to you would be guess. hunting. I would think it would be safer in the forest where it has a harder time stepping and seeing if it has some sort of sight. But it's also sort of a tree itself. 
Um, story. Yeah, we have to stay together. I don't also know if it's safe to go back to the village. They were very fond of this woman in that village. They might be part of some co-religious. Naruda! Tabaski! Over here! The sound of the roaring is too much for this thing, so... Mm -hmm. I shall move toward my comrades who went the wrong way, in my opinion. And I am ready to uh, defend myself with the Mam Sihis. So you leave the road. Grandmas, and I am afraid of the giant uh, mosquito house. Yeah, I yeah, I'm going to leave the road and kind of get into the woods and try and duck down. So you're. You're both in the woods in different places. I would like you to roll navigate if you have that. Do, do, do I do that as well? All of I, you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I have a base 10%. That's right. Also, three does not hit the base 10%. 61 does not hit the base 10. <laughs> my navigate is not as good as my natural world, but we must navigate. Yeah. Yeah. Just just barely with one point. Fail. All right. So the only one who passed was Theodore. And he's kind of got some, you know, knowledge of wilderness because he's a tracker. Um let's um uh, let's do this. Ooh. So you you wander a bit, and you you kind of lost. Once you're in that forest, you're kind of lost track of direction. Um, but Theodore kind of knows some things about woods and how to kind of navigate, and he thinks he's kind of going in the right direction. So after four hours, and hearing noises off in the distance and trying to stay away from them. Uh, Theodore, you suddenly come out of a clearing or, or you're on the edge of a clearing and you can see now that you are at the edge of the Chigani, uh, the, the Romani uh, encampment, which has become somewhat permanent. Um, you see them before they see you. What do you want to do? Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll point this out in a, in a lowered voice to, uh, Dr. Kurz and Gunther, who I'm with. Mm. Uh, we, we, we can't go, we can't go on. We, we have to go back and find Dorian and Dr. Neruda. Yeah, but how, how are we going to find him? They were running 90 degrees off from us. I mean, yeah, they're, they're... uh, yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, perhaps the locals can help us. I wonder if they revere this woman or fear her. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I think we should just play it cool. I mean, you know, as far as they know, we went out there and just talked to her, got, bought a piece of statuary. Oh, yeah. 
uh, Thursby, is there something you can put the arm in so it doesn't look as though you have just attacked the old woman and stolen a piece of statuary? Um, Wrap it up, this, at least with. This is, yeah, I don't really have any. I don't really have any container for this. Uh, I guess maybe. No, you probably had. Well, I don't know if you if you managed to keep your sack and your backpack and stuff. Maybe you yeah. did because it was on you. It had would food that, in it before, but the food's gone everywhere. Would would I do like a luck roll to see if I do a luck it? roll? Yeah, see if you've got some. Hopefully, a mic of luck can hold. Oh, 42. Yeah, that that works, and that's the perfect okay. number yeah. for two. You've got some. You've got a bag of holding. <laughs> a bag of holding. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, and yeah. uh, we don't know. We've mostly heard the local Chagani speaking. Oh, uh, maybe that was what was being spoken in the kitchen also that we would not be such familiar with. Yeah. So, now, yeah. as far as your the story you were discussing a minute ago, you guys are scratched up and torn up and you've got mm -hmm. bloody scratches yeah. and your clothes are all torn up from running through oh. the woods. Yeah, there's oh, a big yeah. bear, a big bear that... that uh, got us man we have to get our friends out of there yeah maybe we just say we lost some friends in the woods uh there was something attacking us and we are not so specific there's enough language difficulty probably is it yeah mm -hmm. can use big big animal scary big well, scary let's, animal. let's go do that instead of <laughs> yeah all right um so you're going to walk into the village then? Yep. Okay. Hmm. The moment that somebody sees you, uh, a bit of an alarm goes up, uh, and a few people start coming out towards you. And it says, uh, uh, at first they don't, they, they speak, you know, some language, you know, Romani maybe, and then hmm. they try uh, Serbian. Um, uh and they're looking at you, obviously, like you've you've gone through some sort of trauma. Um uh in their with their actions, you can see they're basically, who are you? What were you doing out in the woods? Um right. any of these people look familiar from the ceremony from the previous Yeah, I mean you think so, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so when and I'm you you spoke to some of them, so yeah. Uh yeah, I'll try German, English, and French and see if I can make any inroads. We were you, you you get a little bit out of that, yeah. And they uh they say, please, please, you know, come come with us. Uh and uh they get uh the elder Marco Markovich. Um he comes out and he says, uh he says, You were the people in the yesterday at the, the festival. Um what what has happened to you? You look uh, like you've been running from something. Yeah, a big big bear, big big big, big, big bear. Uh, we we lost two of our two companions. Are uh, not sure if it's a bear, big big animal with sharp teeth. Um, he yells something back to some of his people, uh, and I mean, you get the impression just from his hand gestures that he's like saying. There's two people in the woods. Go find them. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, do you know what area this way? Uh, I'd look to Theodore because I I got totally lost with that navigate role. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty well. I kind of like you know. Uh... We will find your friends. Uh, and you said a bear, so immediately yeah, they big. arm up. Yeah, not sure what it was. Guessing a bear, but it didn't see it. It was pretty quick. Big and dangerous. Be very careful. Well, please, please come come in. Uh, you're safe now. Uh, my my people will find your friends, and uh, if they encounter the bear, they will take care of the bear. Mm-hmm. You're very um, kind, uh, So he takes you to a place where you can at least sit down. Uh, in a similar manner, they feed you, or they give you something to drink and to feed. Some tea and some breads. So if we have privacy, and either of their injuries seem like something that this blade could help with. I would suggest some small adjustments. Well, it seems like Dorian has the worst of it. Um, He's not there either. Dorian is lost in the woods. That's right. Yes, I'm lost in the woods. Those people are just banged up a little bit, so there's nothing for the blade to Right. Scratches, but scratches will heal. For the blade to help. Does Markovich seem suspicious when we say that there are bears attacking? Um, Markovich seems suspicious of everyone. <laughs> his family. Um, they they have been very badly mistreated in the past. So, But at the moment, he seems to be giving you the hospitality. Uh, but maybe he has more questions. Yes. Uh, so this bear, uh, it it chased you. Uh, well, we thought it was, but apparently it didn't, because of course it would have caught us. So it's much faster than we are. But I, I, it's a little embarrassing to say now that I'm in safety. But I panicked and, r- and ran. That's why it's all all scratched up and. Our uh, instinct is to preserve ourselves, so we run, yes, but why were you out in the woods? Hamakovich, the the reputation that uh, your peoples have in in Europe is that you are superstitious, yeah, or you do, or believe in magic, all these things are said. Well, we are orthodox, so we... We have given up much of that, but we are people who have lived in the uh, the waste places. So we have seen things and we know things and we have traditions that make sure that we we are careful. Mm, yeah, we were not careful, I think, is why our friends are lost. Do you uh, do business with the... Uh... The wise woman in the forest is Baba Zora. Baba Zora? He spits on the ground. Yeah. He says, there is something terribly wrong with that woman. Quickly, uh, before we, you get farther he away. He becomes very animated. <laughs> yeah. What we, what we said was the bear is Baba Zora. So if you can call your men back and warn them. We were attacked by Baba Zora, and she is in the forest. She was she was crushed and came back. 
he uh, he motions for some of his other people uh, to come over and points, you know, go go tell them, you know, this. Our um, for not warning you more, we did not wish to seem as though we were insane ourselves. I uh, I had a a, a very uh, serious fight with her uh, not too long ago. She uh, um, uh, Lumanista thinks that she is uh, is not what she claims to be. Um, and have you? And he he says, you know, you say superstition. There, there are old old legends in these parts about a creature that lives in the woods. That is, um, well, I don't know. You 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 seem intelligent. Have you ever heard of Baba Yaga? Yeah, the Russian. Which kind of uh, earth spirit that lives out, they call her uh, Baba Yaga. Uh, I can't remember, skinny legs or uh, uh, iron legs, something like that. Um, and the legend she flies about in a uh, in a mortal or in pestle, hunts for. Uh, people to consume she she lives in a uh, a hut called izbushka and it uh, walks about on chicken legs mm. the feet Havokovich, reminded me of chickens but the legs had too many joints and the house is something worse than a house it has its own hunger and violence. Um, he immediately yells for other people, come, 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 like this. And he's he tells them something, and they all go running off to get uh, weapons. Mm -hmm. And they come back. Uh, he says, what you are talking about is a very dangerous entity that lives in the woods uh, we've never known where it was, but you're describing the Watcher of the Woods mm. or the Walker in the Woods. Tree-like, monstrous. Yeah. A vicious, vicious thing. And uh, there are always three witches associated with it. They are the Baba Yaga. They are older than time. Three witches. So one was Baba Zora, one was the young woman Xerxa. Is a young woman, an old woman, and a middle-aged woman. Yeah. Do you yeah. do you think that the middle-aged woman could be married to the village priest? Well, I don't know. She's not a very nice woman, but uh, the priest, Father uh, Filopovich, is a very nice man. Yeah, yeah, perhaps he is in some delusion. Or... My friend heard no. speaking with other voices in the night. Um, at this point, uh, you see that somebody is leading uh, 
the uh, wise woman out towards you, uh, Luminista uh, Vinklovich, uh, who's much older. But uh, he starts talking to her and they have a conversation and he orders some of the men to gather together, get their weapons. Uh, and he says uh, to you, he says, if the wa watcher in the woods is about, then we need to stop it and hunt it. Um, it will be very dangerous. I'd like you to do a spot hidden. Those are my friends. Uh, I'm going to join this hunt. Well, um, oh, success. Zero six. Is this a fake? So, Darn it. Just by missed by two. Should so, Roland, you're standing there, and the cro a crowd is gathering. Not only of men, but of women and uh, others. Um, you see a woman in the crowd that she looks like she is maybe 25 or 30 years old. But she is the spitting image of Serka, the young woman. Hmm. And she's walking up and she's listening to what you guys are talking about. With a look of a little bit of fear in her face. Mm -hmm. uh, may I have a word privately, uh, Markovich? Yes, and the luminista wants to hear anything you have to say. Yeah. Well, she doesn't understand, but they can translate. Yeah. And she says, yes. Um, do you, uh, so when we went to find uh, uh, Baba Zora in the forest, there was an attractive young woman there who was in her service and attacked us at some point. Do you know a, a young woman named Xerxa? There's a woman in the in the village who uh, came to listen now to the general outcry, and she looked very much. So, the the house stood up, and it crushed the old woman, and then the old woman. The the young woman approached the old woman, and she was sucked into her. Everything he turns turns to look at the girl that you're uh, talking about. And um, he uh, says for her to come forward. And he says, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, Marina. Marina, come. And he speaks to her in Serbian. And her eyes open wide. And she speaks back. And he says, her sister, her twin sister went missing when she was 12, but she would have been exactly the same age. And you can see that there's a big age difference as if Serka wasn't aging. Oh, so I was coming on to a 12 year old. 
creepy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I tried to. She, she was mauled. We believed that she was eaten by a bear, but she disappeared. But uh, uh, Marina has insisted that she occasionally could would see Circa out in the woods, and when mm-hmm. she ran, she couldn't catch her. But she was always convinced that her sister was still alive. I'm sorry to say that she was correct in some ways, if not in others. I don't know if she was exactly alive. Yeah. So he says if if the if the Baba Yaga has captured one of us and killed one of us, then we have all the more reason to hunt this thing down and stop it. So he puts together a, a party. Oh, do you want to join? Yes. And go with. We have to find our friends, and we owe these people a great deal for causing this trouble and for our own survival. Okay. So, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Dorian and uh, Dr. Neruda, uh, you are stumbling through the woods, lost, uh, and probably pretty scared um you've already been walking around stumbling around for about four hours and you've started to think that you may be crossing your own paths as you're working your way through the woods you might see something where you broke over a branch and there's the branch and you seem Uh, to be i think we're going in circles Oh, what is going on? Uh, Naruda. Naruda. What? What? I, uh, I must, uh, confess I am pretty terrified because, um, what we saw in the forest reminds me of a, uh, a childhood story that, uh, young Polish kids get told. Uh, uh, what story would that be? Well, uh, you know, the the tale of Baba Yaga. I am somewhat familiar. Yes, it is a chartered folktale told to most Poles and most people on the uh, coast. Uh, most people along that Russian, the Russian line. Um, yes, it's just um, that house. Uh, it could be a coincidence, but the house uh, definitely. Well, I mean, I would, as as we've learned throughout our journey over these last few weeks, there is some credence to these darker fairy tales and stories. Perhaps, while it's not an exact match of this Baba Yaga story, it's clear to me now that that story bore some of its details from a very real very malign ungodly thing whatever that was that we went inside thinking it was a house you listen well everything everything preys on us you know Uh, I succeed with a Actually, I need to check to see if that is. Oh my God! What that is? Um, 
Uh, just a hot success. Three zeros. Okay. Well, you don't hear it, but suddenly Dorian grabs a hold of you, and he sort of pulls you down, um, so that you're hunkered down. Um, Dorian, what you can hear, it sounds like something off in the distance, moving through the woods. Um, you can hear the sound of like branches breaking, and it's definitely coming towards you um uh, what do you guys want to do cower in fear gabriel i wish we we need to stay down and if we move we need to stay low i didn't hear a word of that gabriel <laughs> you don't need to tell me twice <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so as you are hunkered down, you can hear it. You can hear it. It sounds like multiple legs. It sounds like things moving in your direction. And then you hear voices, men's voices. And as you peek through, you can see five or six people in the woods very carefully uh, and quietly moving as if they were on a hunt. Get it free out. Over there. Oh, jeez. Who the hell are those guys? I don't know. I can't. I can't tell. As soon as they start getting closer, you're pretty sure you can see Theodore uh, with his clothes kind of torn up and maybe a little trickle of blood down his face. Uh, and they are armed and carefully looking for something. No, no ruder, it's those fez wearers. Run away. I'm, I'm I'm going to... They all seem very armed and ready to shoot something, so I don't want to startle them. So yes. I'll just be like... Slowly start to like stand up with my hands visible i will also and like, that. theodore and theodore you see him yeah gabriel dorian oh, oh that's them oh, guys we found you were that thing keep it down keep your voices down all right um here you were dead so what happens is this uh, there are, you spend uh, at least a couple of hours traipsing through the woods, um, looking for signs of this. You actually make it to the clearing where all of this happened. There is no hut. The ground has been literally torn, torn to shreds. Um, but you can also see that there was something there once uh, because there are large marble tiles that in the process of this thing ripping itself out of the ground, um, it ripped out something like maybe there was an old Roman ruin or something that was there. The tiles are surprisingly colorful uh, but a little faded from from times gone by. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dorian, 
uh, you might recognize some of this as pre-Roman uh, stuff, mm. you know, pagan Roman early stuff. Yeah. Um, that there might it might have been the floor of a temple that had once been there, but you don't find the monster, and you don't find Baba Yaga. Um, you head back towards camp as night is coming down and uh the uh the romani uh feed you and they they help to dress your wounds they seem to have their own forms of medicine uh poultices and things like that and they they say you know it 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 must have run off uh we might go out and and hunt it tomorrow but you probably need to get back to civilization. Yeah. You're See, going uh, to have... Mm -hmm. the, uh, the village we left was very friendly with the woman Ma Baba Zora. Do you Orishach. think... Yeah, Orishach. Yeah. 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 Do you think that it is safe for us to return there? Under the circumstances, I, uh, the only real relationship that they had with her was uh, through Father Filopovich. Um, she used to go into town and and buy food. She hasn't done that in a long time, and I had a, I had a very serious argument with her. She really didn't want us to perform the ritual that we do every year anymore, but. Uh, uh, Luminista says this: the the old reasons for the ritual was to keep, um, to keep the town safe. Mm -hmm. And the way it keeps them safe is it it brings down a kind of blessing on the individuals who participate, which mm -hmm. makes them completely unpalatable for the evil. Um. My guess is that you were chosen because you you are not part of the the town. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this would also explain why, if Anna is the third witch, the one that fits in the middle stage of life of the three, her disdain towards the ritual. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and the childless household, because she is not, uh, as we understand it, a natural woman, and the voices that were heard in the kitchen. Is there some way she is doesn't seem as old as she should be? Yeah. Is an age right? Theodore, did the uh, voices you heard of the night, did they remind you of uh, the old crone and the young? young lady from the nightmare hut it's kind of seared into your mind now that that's exactly what it was that was um, yeah. you didn't 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 spark your memory at the time but now it does yeah it's all fitting into place mm. yeah i like well, that. we need to get you back we need to get you back to orishach you need to get back to uh uh, Alexandrovich, so that you can get a train back to uh, Belgrade. 
Mm. Well, we are very grateful for your assistance. Uh, if there's anything we can do, please ask it of us. Yeah, if you got money. <laughs> the uh, yes, yeah, yeah. One was throwing out the ducats, so you can hit yeah. him up. All right. So we'll we'll end it like this. You guys manage to get um, back to Orishach. And the significant thing that you find in Orishach is that Father Filopovich is beside himself in grief because Anna seems to have shriveled up and desiccated all of a sudden, and there's no explanation for it. He's absolutely devastated that his loving wife has suddenly died of what looks like, I don't know, weird consumption. So the people are comforting him. Um, he doesn't seem to make any kind of connection. You know, people die. People get yeah. sick and die. Um, and so suddenly it's, it's, he's devastated. But uh, you then make the walk back to the train station and you take the train back to, I think it was Andreovich or something like that. And there you have to get onto the train that goes uh, back to uh, back to the train station in Belgrade. But mm. when you are in Alexandrovich, you're waiting there to get on the train. And as you were waiting there, uh, there is suddenly a commotion uh, down the street in the town. And a little girl comes running around the corner screaming. Uh, and she's saying, um, uh, Tata, I can't say this in that language, but it sounds, uh, the people are suddenly confused as she says it. And they all look where she's running from and around the corner of uh, onto the main street of the town and moving in your direction are what look like 10,000 black chickens uh, that are just flowing like water in your direction. And the people are screaming suddenly and trying to run in the house. And these birds are pecking at them and attacking them. And they're all heading right towards you. What do you guys want to do? Uh... Is there any like uh like something I can climb up on? Because you know I just yeah like barrels and benches and yeah try try and get up on something. <laughs> so like I'm assuming they're just stampeding, just letting stampede pass me. Like uh <laughs> oh, it's not going to pass you. They are coming oh. right at you, and you can see their little talons and their beaks and uh um. Chickens usually look pretty harmless, but when they're mad and they're oh, angry they, they and get, they're attacking, yeah, yeah sharp crap. It's Dorian <laughs> that they want. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think take, they take me. <laughs> look. No, little is there shelter? Nothing. Now there are stiffness of the Mimsahis. There are there are people that are screaming and jumping out of the way as they're they're being somewhat attacked. Uh, there are children everywhere. 
that are suddenly screaming. And uh, they want to do. You just mentioned the Mansa heaps. Yeah. That will cut through the chicken forward, Walk forward towards this black feathery flow and swing friendly back and forth. Uh, okay. Is there any like uh, lanterns? Because uh, I'm thinking of oh, flame animals are generally instinctively scared of fire. So I am still very okay, injured, yeah. so I can't really do a lot. <laughs> Yeah, we need to protect Dorian. Get him inside. Okay. Uh, so, theater, you're going to help Dorian get inside. How about you, Doctor Neruda? Um, I. I mean, you can improvise anything around you that you might find. So. Yeah, I want to. I want to like grab something heavy. Whether that be like a plank from something or a pipe that's been abandoned, a wrench, just something that's been discarded, because I want to help bat away Eddie that get around Roland. Okay. So he doesn't get surrounded. Um, you guys have people too and children running in your direction, trying to stay away from the chickens. Um I'll just truncate it and say that you guys have a 15-minute battle with chickens everywhere. Um, <laughs> you can all roll. Well, I'm gonna let's see what I roll first. <laughs> Theodore get the axe from. <laughs> yeah. I got a regular regular roll. So you guys can all roll. We'll call it brawl. Okay. And if you oh. fail, you'll take you'll take a point of, of damage. I take oh, a point of damage. Now, mm. okay. get packed for you. You can also do sanity rolls again, because fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of organized I, chickens. I pass sanity. I can, I can mentally handle the chickens if I can't I, physically fend the, them off properly. I failed the brawl, so I'm down to free HP. Okay. All right. I've, the blade is very, feeling very full and, full and powerful right now. I'll give I'll give Dorian a, a a a bonus roll just because you guys are kind of protecting him. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I will. I failed my sanity, but what's serious? But yeah. I um got even worse on that for the, uh, yeah, the roll. I got ninety nine. All right, so they get around. There's a lot of them, so they get around you and they peck at you and they poke at you. So just take one one point of sanity if you fail. Okay, um, one point. I am not. There's got to be a point in your adventure when you're kind of going, okay, I'm not surprised something horrible yeah. is happening. <laughs> um, after, after 15 minutes of fighting, and the people have also sort of joined in on this. Um there's there's kind of a, a subtle change as the chickens begin to lose the, the fight the blackness of their feathers seems to go away and you realize that you are surrounded not by 10,000 dead chickens but maybe you know a few dozen and people are now upset because they realize that they've killed their own chickens um and uh they seem to kind of blame you because this all seemed to happen because of your presence. 
Um, do you want to do anything? I think we just offer them the fair market value for their chickens. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, as long as I get the chicken, so I can have some to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We're, we're, all we're bloody chicken. Yeah, be happy to pay um, them. That's that's cool. All right, yeah. so that takes care of that. Um, now, slight epilogue. So you get back to you get back to Belgrade. Your timetable, which where is my timetable? Uh, let's see. You're in Belgrade. You're leaving Belgrade, heading towards Sofia. Um, we'll say that's just after. Uh, it's at one forty-nine that the the train departs. Um. You get on that train. No, no, wait a second. I want you to get on the 8.53 p.m. train. So you're on the 8.53 p.m. train. You get on the train. You're exhausted. You've cleaned yourself up. You've bandaged your wounds, or Dr. Kurz has your wounds. Um, I'd like you all to do spot hiddens again. No, no. Uh, oh, fooey. That's a mess. Uh, Extreme. I, you got the hard success. Hard success. So, uh, Gunther, you got the extreme. Mm -hmm. So as you're on the Orient Express and things you're you're getting some food and you're trying to relax, and uh, somebody is playing the piano in the, the lounge. And you're trying to overcome, uh, Gunter. You look out the window, and there's just a little bit of light left from the sunset in the mm -hmm. sky. You start to notice that there is something moving out there as the train is going. Um, those of you who passed, you also seem to see something out there running along beside the train, you know, maybe 100, 200 feet away. And then, Gunter, the, the moon starts to rise and you start to see light. And what you see is Baba on top of this gigantic spider thing running along beside the train and you can see her with her arms like this and she's definitely glaring at you but she doesn't seem to be approaching the train um the others you start to see this too and if you point it out to the yeah the ones who didn't notice it you can see that she is chasing along beside you the train moves on and it gets to a point where you guys cross a river. And when it gets to that point, she stops. She stops on the other side. And you see, Gunter is probably the only one that sees this. The whole spider sort of seems to collapse and become a hut. 
and then it's out of your visual range. That's where we will end it. <laughs> Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gassaway, Stuart Lightley, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood, with yours truly as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean, Spotify, or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.